You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, welcome back. What is going on? It's your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez, as always. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just wanted to remind you guys before we dive into this episode that winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to your second episode of the week here at the Locked On Rams Pod. This is going to be your Tuesday episode, and we have an interesting one lined up today. Last week, we dove into some ESPN rankings where they dropped you know, rankings for every single position across the NFL, the top 10 players, as well as a handful of honorable mentions. And we're going to dive into two more lists that they revealed today, the quarterback one as well as the cornerback, so QB and CB if you can't really make out what I said there. And there's some very interesting rankings. As we know, you know, most people are very high on Jalen Ramsey and deservedly so. So he came in at a very, very high spot. So we're going to dive into that in the final segments of today's episode. But before we get into that, the quarterback segment is the most important here, the ranking. And I think Matthew Stafford's ranking, which by the way, he came in at number six. We're going to dive into that and dissect it as much as possible because it's a very, very interesting ranking. Now, I personally did not expect to see Matthew Stafford ranked this high for the Los Angeles Rams or among all QBs in the NFL. Basically, the list is as such, and I think, you know, the top five, most people would agree on depending on just different orders or things like that, but it is Patrick Mahomes at number one, Aaron Rodgers at number two, number three, Tom Brady, and number four, Russell Wilson, and number five, Josh Allen, and I would assume they left Deshaun Watson off of this list with, you know, obviously all of his question marks off the field right now, but when playing, he's certainly one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, and presumably that would push Stafford down one more ranking, but... When you look at the in-depth statistics here or the numbers, his highest ranking, and this is from NFL players, coaches, executives, things like that, his highest ranking was the fourth best quarterback and his lowest ranking was the 13th. And then when you compare that to last year's ranking, he came in at number 10th last year. Now, this is super fascinating because like I mentioned, he came in at number six. Only five quarterbacks were listed ahead of him in terms of being more productive or better quarterbacks going into next season. And that, as you can imagine, is obviously very impressive. But does he really truly deserve to be that high when you consider all these other quarterbacks like Dak Prescott, the Lamar Jacksons, the Justin Herberts, who all came in after him, the Kyler Murrays, the you know Derek Carrs, the Ryan Tannehills, the Kirk Cousins, the Matt Ryans. There are so many good quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And for me to look at it as a number six ranking here for Stafford, that probably is a little bit rich for me. Now, I don't think he's necessarily much you know, lower than that because I ranked the quarterbacks, I believe it was right after the Rams did trade for Stafford. And it was a ranking, I believe, on January 31st. So that was probably right after they traded for him. And I tried to rank all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And I asked a question on Twitter, how many quarterbacks are definitively better than Matthew Stafford right now? It's a fun discussion. I think it's fair to say 
And then I listed Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady, and Dak Prescott. So only two more quarterbacks that weren't on that list on ESPN's rankings. Obviously, one being Watson, who's not on the list for off-the-field reasons. And then Prescott, who they had at seventh right below Stafford. But I put him above Stafford. And then in the maybe ranks, I put Kyler Murray and Ryan Tannehill. Though, I think you could really make the argument that Matt Ryan is probably in that same tier. Kirk Cousins... You know, I forgot Lamar Jackson on this list, but he's certainly in that tier as well. And I think that's kind of how I look at it. In terms of Stafford being sixth, probably feels a little bit rich, but it does feel like a lot of these guys that are doing these rankings are really buying into the idea that Stafford is really going to be an improved quarterback here in Los Angeles versus what he was in Detroit. And when you read the write-up here, you know, it definitely suggests that. It says, and to think The friends of Sean McVay boost doesn't apply to just coaching. Stafford moved up four spots for no other reason than his move to the Rams via trade. You know, him going to L.A. with Sean and that offense will be great for his already massive abilities, a veteran NFL quarterback said. This will be the deciding factor on who he is. And obviously they talked about, you know, the zero playoff wins in 12 years and all of that stuff that they always talk about. But at the end of the day, this is still a highly talented quarterback. And the last few quotes here. He's always been top 10 because of his talents and his ceiling is how he makes plays when the Rams need it late in the year. And AFC scout said, some feel he'll let you down at some point. Maybe that's true. Maybe not. We're about to find out. And he's got the ability and the smarts and the system to make it happen. So I talked about it. You know, I tend to believe that there's this first tier of quarterbacks. And a lot of those guys are the Rodgers, the Mahomes, Allen, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady. And then after those six guys is probably where that second tier starts, in my opinion. And that's when you look at the Staffords, the Cousins, the Matt Ryans, probably the Dak Prescotts, if not in that first tier, he's on that borderline level for me. Uh, You look at the Kyler Murrays, you know, guys like that. I feel like how you want to rank these guys, it really depends on the criteria. And obviously, we don't know the criteria here or how they ultimately came to these rankings. So at the end of the day, you know, it's very hard for us to actually be able to properly rank them because you know if you ask me today I could give you a list of the top 10 quarterbacks or whatever and then if you ask me in a month and obviously nothing is going to change from today to a month from now I might give you a different type of list and at the end of the day it's like what really changed well nothing it's just really how I felt on that certain day because I feel like a lot of people are going to give you these very definitive answers all the time when it comes to covering football and I just don't really believe in that consistently like if you have a take Lay it out there, be concrete with it if that's what you want to do, if you're very confident in it, and share it like that. But if you don't have one that's very concrete that, you know, you're willing to die on this hill type of thing, then, you know, it might not be the best idea to try and actually go about it like that because at the end of the day, I think that you can make the case for a lot of these guys being the next best quarterback or the sixth best quarterback in the NFL, and Stafford is certainly one of those guys. Now, what's going to separate them? It's really going to come down to a very fine-tooth comb of, Who's going to make the mistakes when they're crucial and, you know, who can be clutch, who can lead their team to the playoffs, that kind of stuff. And I tend to believe that Stafford, you know, going into the season probably will have a career season, maybe not statistically, but I think he should be close when it comes to the statistics. But on top of that, when you look at the team success, which is something that's almost always held against him, the playoff stuff that we talked about. I really think he's going to have a good chance to turn that around, but that does take us into an interesting discussion that I want to talk about in the next segment, and that is, are the Rams potentially being overhyped right now, and is Matthew Stafford maybe being bought into a little bit too much by some of the public media? We're going to take a look at 
If that's true, if that makes any sense, and while we've got you, make sure to come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP and the page at Locked On Rams. Guys, if you are into betting, I urge you to check out Bet Online. That is one of our sponsors for today and one of the companies that we love to work with. If you like to watch sports, you talk about the MLB, NBA, NHL, all these different sports, the UFC, MMA, BetOnline has you covered. They have literally everything you can imagine. And as we all know, you know, some of the sports just wrapped up the Euro Cup, the NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup, but the NBA playoffs are still in tow and the MLB season is obviously still strong. So if you guys want to make some bets, I urge you go check them out. It's super simple. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. You can go on your laptop or mobile device and check out all their great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. All you have to do is go to betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the second segment here at the Locked On Rams podcast for your Tuesday episode. And things I feel like are about to get really interesting in this segment because I teased it prior to the break and we talked about one interesting question going into the season. And this is based off of, you know, this ESPN ranking and some of the other things that I've seen on the internet, some fan stuff, some media stuff, and just thoughts in general. Are the Rams... And is Matthew Stafford overhyped going into this season? Now, this onion, it feels like you can peel back a thousand different layers here because you look at some of the rankings, like, for example, this ESPN ranking that we talked about in the first segment at the quarterback thing. Is Stafford the sixth best quarterback in football? Is that an accurate description of who he is as a player? And if he was still on the Lions, would people still view him as that high of a ranked quarterback or would he be a lot lower? And obviously there's going to be a difference between what he had to work with and endure in Detroit versus what he's going to get in Los Angeles. You know, you have a thousand different factors to try and factor in from the head coach, the offensive scheme, the play calling capabilities, the offensive line, the running game, the receivers, the weapons, everything is going to be crucial to figure out Who is this guy as a quarterback, and can he be any different from the guy that he's been for 12 years in the NFL already? And I think that's where it really all begins when you look at this discussion. Maybe Matthew Stafford is not going to be a different quarterback. I think we all have a good idea of who he is as a player right now because this is a guy who's been in the league for 12 years years. I don't think he's really going to progress to the point where, you know, he's going to be more talented or more skillful, but I do think the improvements at the receiver spot, maybe a little bit on the offensive line, certainly the running game, and most definitely at the head coaching, offensive coordinator spots or play caller, whatever you want to call it. I think all of those things are going to help him unlock certain things, maybe statistically, you know, maybe in terms of the team success, however you want to look at it. I think a lot of those things are going to be potentially unlocked just because things around him are going to be so much easier and he's going to be in such a more favorable position compared to, you know, his past with the Detroit Lions. So it's going to be fascinating to see whether or not the Rams should be one of these teams that's viewed as a potential Super Bowl contender. I definitely think they should be in that race or in that talk. But then you look at, you know, from top down, this team is now viewed as a Super Bowl contender. They're viewed as one of the best teams in the NFC and arguably, you know, the second best team behind only the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, at least right now with the whole question mark situation again in Green Bay as well with Aaron Rodgers and that kind of thing. And then you look at Matthew Stafford individually, You're talking about a guy with top five MEP odds. You're talking about a guy now who's being ranked as the top five, top six, top seven quarterback or top 10 player in the league. And it's getting very interesting because 
you know, while we do believe that the Rams will be significantly better, there is a potential question there. Are they now being overhyped? Because you look at, you know, 2019 did not go well for the Rams. 2020 was a little bit better in terms of the team success, but the offense last year, that was the worst offense the Rams fielded under Sean McVay. And 2019 was already a significant step back from 2018. So now, you know, there are some potential questions whether Sean McVay can finally field or rediscover his offense to actually, you know, field a top 10 or top 12 or top eight unit, whatever it is, because they have not been one of those units for the better part of two to three years at this point. And that's a pretty long time in the NFL. That's 50% of his tenure. So I most definitely do understand the questions here, especially from the Stafford angle, because I think the Rams are going to be fine regardless. You know, we're talking about a team that pretty much always makes the playoffs, is a very successful franchise. I think they know exactly what they're doing and what they're looking for and what they do well and how to double down on that. But the Stafford angle, I think, is very interesting because this has never really been a quarterback that's been definitively, consistently, year after year considered you know, one of those top five QBs like in Aaron Rodgers or somebody like that. But he's been on that cusp or the borderline of a top 10 player, in my opinion, at his position. And that's not really a slight. That's not a big negative either. You know, you look at some of these guys and while I understand you can use their money against them, that's when the discussion really begins is how much are they making versus how much are they bringing to the table? That's where you can argue the value. But when you look at just a quarterback's performance, there's nothing wrong with having a Matthew Stafford or a Kirk Cousins or a Matt Ryan, a guy who's going to be very consistent, you know, week after week, you know what you're getting out of them. And more often than not, it's going to be a lot better than worse or, you know, bad how people expect it to be. So while that maybe isn't the most exciting brand of football, you know, it's not going to be Lamar Jackson juking out three guys or some crazy highlight film. It is pretty consistent. And there's clearly something to it here because you look at Sean McVay, clearly wanted Matthew Stafford and made him priority A as soon as he heard the potential availability of Stafford. Then you look at a different head coach like Kyle Shanahan, who we talked about last week, joined the Flying Coach podcast, and he himself said that he wanted the 49ers to go after Stafford and that when he heard the Rams made and secured the deal, that he was pissed because he knew that Stafford was a great player. And then you look at some of these other head coaches and front office members, and everyone is really suggesting that Stafford is an underrated player, a very good player, someone who obviously brings a lot to the table. But that's where I think the disconnect might be from, you know, media members versus people who are actually in the NFL is because Stafford brings that down to down consistency for the most part, where he's going to bring you a lot of that anticipation, the vision on the field, the progression ability, those little things that are sort of boring, the footwork in the pocket, being able to reestablish, you know, a new throwing platform, throwing with different angles and arm angles and things like that, the natural arm talent and ability, of course. I think a lot of those things coaches are obviously going to notice because they critique everything with such a fine-tooth comb versus the media who, you know, maybe we get sucked into it a little bit too much where we want to see some highlight stuff and things like that. So I think that might be the disconnect. Now, when we talk about are the Rams overrated or is Matthew Stafford overhyped going into this season, you know, I don't think you could be faulted for falling on either side of the spectrum here. I tend to believe that the Rams are going to be one of the best teams in the NFL, and I've mentioned it. It feels like a million times on this podcast now, but I really do think Matthew Stafford is going to hit another gear this season. And maybe it's not going to be because he's more talented or more skillful, 
but it might be just because the offense is more accentuated to his skills. And not only that, but the weapons are just going to make his job a lot easier. So he doesn't have to always be the superhero. Sometimes he can have a boring game where he's just dumping it off and guys are creating yardage after the catch, things like that. So you don't always have to push the ball 50 yards downfield and you can just turn around, hand it off to Cam Akers and Akers and the running game will go get you 150 yards on the ground when he never really got that in Detroit. So I fall on the side of the spectrum that does ultimately believe the Rams will be one of the best teams in the NFL. And I do think that Stafford is definitely going to prove to be a good addition for the Rams versus, you know, some of the other people who think maybe this team is catching a little bit too much hype right now. But I would love to hear that side of the argument because I do think there is some aspect of that that might be true too. You hear certain, you know, Lions media members or different people around the league that don't think that Stafford has that pedigree of success in his background and maybe it's not so much the Detroit Lions fault as opposed to actually being his fault as well so it is a very interesting discussion and we're obviously not going to get our answer until we start playing the football games and we get to watch those in a month or two but it is a very very interesting thing to talk about and that's why we're going to continue hammering that angle you know throughout the next two months but before we get ahead of ourselves we've got to dive into our final segment and that is talking about the ESPN cornerback rankings and taking a look at Did Jalen Ramsey make the list and where did he land? And did his teammate Darius Williams make the list and where did he land? And before we get there, just wanted to remind you guys to keep checking back in here with us at the Locked on Rams podcast, where we're going to continue our training camp positional preview series, diving into the offensive line later this week. The fitness industry, I feel like is designated and created to confuse you and not really give you a sense of direction, but that is no longer the case here because I have went on a long weight loss journey, have lost 155 pounds over the last two and a half, three years, and I wanna put you guys onto something, a company called The Built Bar. I'm telling you guys, if you're looking on the market for a protein bar that tastes great, that has an amazing texture, and a bunch of different flavors, I mean so much variety, you can 100% design the box that you like with all the flavors that you desire, then you should absolutely check out Built Bar. They're absolutely delicious, they're low calories, They're low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber, and they even work for you if you are on a keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment here at the Locked On Rams podcast. I'm your host, Sosa Kremenges, and I appreciate you guys, as always, of course, for sticking with me to another third segment for another episode here. And we're going to dive into our final bit of news here. That is the ESPN ranking for the cornerbacks in the NFL, and I'm going to tease you guys right here, give you the lowdown. Jalen Ramsey deserved number one spot, number one ranking as the best cornerback in football. That is going to be a tremendous ranking that we're going to dive further into. And his teammate, Darius Williams, as we all know, as Rams frequenters, Rams watchers, one of the more underrated players in football, did not make this list, not on the top 10, and didn't even get a mention as one of the honorable mentions. So, quite disappointing in my opinion, but we're going to circle back to the first bit of it and dive into this Ramsey ranking, which I mean, let's be real here. This guy is the best cornerback in football. We know this. Everyone knows this, and this could not be more deserved. I mean, everything that he was asked to do last year, 
he excelled at. You look at him going into the slot. The guy was locking up players there. He goes on the boundary. He's going against number one receivers week after week, legitimately shadowing them in a day and age where nobody shadows for the most part anymore. And he was shutting guys down. We're talking about the best wide receivers in football week after week. It was DK Metcalf. It was DeAndre Hopkins. It was all these other names. And he struggled with none of these guys. I mean, he was tremendous. And that's why when you look at his number one ranking, it makes so much sense. What's really confusing, though, is his lowest ranking here. Somebody had him, (laughs) and this is just laughable, as the seventh best cornerback in the NFL. What the hell is that ranking? That doesn't even make any sense at all. There is not a damn chance that you can find six cornerbacks in the NFL right now that are better than Jalen Ramsey. I would urge you to even find two, never mind six. That is absolutely ludicrous and ridiculous. It makes no sense. I feel like sometimes Ramsey, you know, his off the field persona or even on the field persona, his penchant for talking trash and being a little bit extra, you know, shoving guys. I feel like that gets used against him a little bit too often and maybe deservedly so, you know, I don't know. But at the end of the day, it's not really costing him or the team. I mean, we're not talking about a guy who's getting in trouble off the field. We're not talking about a guy who's getting suspended on the field or or giving up 15-yard penalties or collecting flags left, right, and center. For the most part, other than one time when he was disqualified from a game and ejected for that fight with A.J. Green a few years back with the Jacksonville Jaguars, I can't think of a time really where this guy has costed his team very badly. And at the end of the day, everything he brings to the team is going to far outweigh what he might take away with some of those antics because this isn't a Marcus Peters style of player who, you know, he's going to collect a flag every now and again or he might get in a fight with somebody. They're sort of similar, but I think Ramsey is a lot more calm, cool, and collected. And at the same time, I think he's a lot more calculated with how he goes about his business. He obviously tries to utilize that extra aspect of his game to get into receivers' heads. And that, I think, sort of gets used against him when it comes to these lists because, I mean, even last year, his ranking was second. And maybe that one makes sense because he wasn't coming off the best season of his career. But I don't know how you could possibly justify ranking this guy as the seventh best corner in the NFL. You're talking about a big cornerback, a strong physical one, a guy who can make plays on the football. He's willing to come up and tackle This guy will do everything, and he does everything at an elite level, and that is why he 100% deserves to be the number one cornerback in this list and in the NFL. Now, what's maybe even more of an insult is Darius Williams not getting a single vote to land anywhere on this list because they have the top 10 ranked, and I'm going to go through it really quickly just so you guys get an idea. But they have guys in the honorable mention section as well that got at least one vote or more votes to make this list. And Darius Williams comes up nowhere here. So 1 through 10 is Jalen Ramsey, Marlon Humphrey, Xavier Howard, Stephon Gilmore, Tredavious White, Jair Alexander, Marshawn Lattimore, Denzel Ward, Darius Slay, and JC Jackson. And then the other corners, the remaining six players that also received votes, Marcus Peters, Carlton Davis, William Jackson III, Kyle Fuller, Byron Jones, and James Bradbury. And Darius Williams is not the only player that was snubbed here because you look at a guy like James Bradbury from the New York Giants. How the hell did this guy not make the top 10 cornerback list? Honestly, that is so insulting. I cannot even begin to describe how insulting that is. There is not a damn chance in hell that there is 10 cornerbacks in the NFL right now that are better than James Bradbury. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find five guys better than him. That's just the lack of 
exposure playing on the Giants, I guess. I don't know how in New York you have a lack of exposure, but you know the offense is obviously not very good, so nobody's really paying attention there. That is why a guy like that, who is a tremendous player, I mean, an absolutely star cornerback, that's how he doesn't make this list. I mean, how does Marshawn Lattimore make this list? A guy that's that inconsistent? Somebody ranked him as the number one cornerback in the NFL. What the hell kind of ranking is that? His highest ranking is the first cornerback in the NFL. His lowest ranking is unranked. How do you have a guy that varies that big in terms of his difference? I mean, some guys don't even have him ranked in the top 10 or ranked at all. And then someone has him ranked as the number one corner. I mean, that should go to describe, you know, how silly these lists can be. You look at Darius Slay, a similar player, except he was brutal last year. Highest ranking, sixth. His lowest ranking, unranked as well. I mean, there's no way those two guys, in my opinion, are better than Darius Williams. I think you could make the case that maybe Marshawn Lattimore is because obviously he has those weeks where he legitimately looks like one of the best corners in the NFL, but then he has those weeks where he looks terrible. I mean, you don't really get that from Darius Williams. And then obviously the guys that actually got votes but weren't on the list, I don't know how Darius Williams doesn't even get one. The only reason I could see him not making this list or getting a single vote is simply because, you know, he doesn't have the longevity. He doesn't have four or five years worth of experience or dominant play. So maybe teams are a little bit reluctant to rank him that high. But at the end of the day, this is a list that should be ranked going into this next season. And if we're talking about that, I don't see a possible way how Darius Williams cannot get a single vote, but especially how some of these other rankings happen. I mean, James Bradbury not being anywhere on this list, that's insulting. You look at some of the other guys, Darius Slay, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, I don't think those guys are top 10 cornerbacks. There is no way in my opinion, but that's what makes this fun because everyone is going to bring a different opinion to the table, and that's where these discussions really become fun. Now, Jalen Ramsey, the 100% deserved number one ranked cornerback in the NFL, Darius Williams, I think he's a snub. He was a snub, in my opinion, for the Pro Bowl, the All-Pro type of list. Maybe he shouldn't have made those lists because there are a lot of good corners, but he definitely should have gotten some votes or at least a little bit more traction in regards to those things, and especially this kind of list as well. You are looking at one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL Hopefully, if Darius Williams can continue his upward trajectory, you know, going into this year, if he can put together another Pro Bowl caliber season, maybe then he'll get some respect. But as it stands right now, it feels like he's not getting the respect that he deserves. But I think the Rams are totally fine with that. You look at their secondary last year, the number one ranked secondary in the NFL, and a ton of that had to do with their cornerback pairing of Ramsey and Williams, which might actually be the best cornerback duo in the entire NFL and going into next season. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. As always, I appreciate you guys for listening to me ramble for 25, 28, 30 minutes, as you always do. I appreciate that. If you guys have different opinions, I would love to hear them. You can shoot that over to me on Twitter, at QBsMEP or at Lockdown Rams. And just to remind you, please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.